Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, and welcome to Midpoint. My guest today is a sports presenter and broadcaster and fitness fanatic who I've known for almost 28 years. She started out as a junior at Sky Sports when I was presenting there and then took my job when I left to go to ITV. All good-natured. At 47 years young, the junior I first met is all grown up with two teenage boys, one of whom is my godson. And she's been through a really painful divorce over the last decade. Her midpoint life experiences will resonate with many, I'm sure. I didn't really know where this chat would go today because I know Kirst so well, but I'm delighted that we eventually got onto the art of dating after divorce and actually the art of dating in later life because our expert is Annabelle Knight, the relationship expert who came on with some sage advice as always. Right, here's Kirsty. Kirsty Gallagher, welcome to The Midpoint. Thank you very much. This is exciting, isn't it? It is. It is exciting, <laughs> considering I've known you since you were about 19 years old, I think. And oh I never gosh. thought you'd be a middle-aged woman. You're not a middle-aged oh, woman. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Well, that's my why goodness. I. You're, it's taken till series six to get you on here, because you said to me, why am I not on midpoint? And I said, because you're not really middle-aged, are you? And you said, I'm only a few years younger than you, because I always think of you as being like my little sister. Yeah, I don't I think of you as get, ever getting older. So oh, um, lovely. What a lovely thought. I know I really wanted to come on and it was so funny when you said that you went you had like a you oh yeah you are you are only three years younger it's not that much is it but um no I know unfortunately yeah I mean 47 what can you uh, do no, fortunately because getting fortunately older is a privilege. yes, yes. It is, oh, well, let's, let's explore that and your attitudes <laughs> towards getting older then because a lot of things are different in your life to my life you know, while while we've kind of, you know, grown up together in telly and, you know, we've we've known all the ins and outs of each other's lives. Yeah. You're a single mum with two teenage boys and you're um, and you have been for a while. And, you know, you've a little bit of dating, not, you know, not at the moment, but <laughs> but your life's very different. So I wonder if your approach to the middle of life is very different mm. and how you are kind of looking at the future. Do you think it, it might be different because of the, the kind of situation you find yourself in? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a a bit of a dichotomy, really, because I think sometimes because I'm on my own and because I'm single and I go out and I have no kind of, you know, and I'm, you know, I've got the boys to think about, but I'm sort of also quite keen to, like, find a, a partner, as you know. You kind of have that footloose, fancy-free feeling of like, oh, not really 47. Um, but then equally, <laughs> I have the burden of the single working mum, a lot on my shoulders, a lot of worry about um, navigating through life in that way, um, especially with teenagers and, and, you know, just making sure I make the right choices. I haven't got anyone really. I've got obviously my family and I've got their father, but you, you, there's a lot on your shoulders, you know, mm. and I'm sure a lot of people who, who will listen to this will empathise massively with that that you kind of want to be and feel like you're quite young and you're like mid mid point and 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 sort of like I said fancy 
footloose and fancy free but actually you have also got quite a lot on your mm. shoulders and it is it is worrying and you do wake up more at night and you do sort of think oh my goodness right you know get my ducks in a row so it's it's can be it can be good and bad I think and also the sharing of those worries you know in the middle of the night yeah, yeah, no, it's hard. You're not, not going to go through yeah. to, you know, Jude or Oscar's room, are you, and say, let's have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about finances and, um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it is hard. It's very hard. Uh, it's, it's, I, I often think, and you know this, and I talk to you and Kenny about this the whole time, I would love, I, I would love to, to find that person that I can, if we're talking about sort of a companion um, who I can share things with, even even if it's not the parent, you can mm. talk uh, to another adult um, mm. who's in it with you and maybe they're going through a similar thing. That would be wonderful because you're in it together. You can share things. Um, but when you haven't got that, it is it is difficult. Um and you are but, lucky you've got you've got a really good um your mum and dad are close by and you've got a good support network yeah, and I imagine there's so. been times and you've deliberately I think kept yourself quite close haven't you in proximity yeah. so that they can be yeah. a big part of the boys lives as well yeah, which has been the really important I think hasn't it yeah I mean they're my lifeline really um and so my so are my brother and sister and their family you know their partners and Everybody, you know, I can't really thank them all enough. And actually, it would make me very emotional to talk too much about it because I, I owe them a lot through what I've, what I've been through and the trauma and uh, very difficult times I went through when I got divorced after that. Decision making wasn't always great on my part, but you don't know how you're going to react to situations. Mm -hmm. You don't know how people are reacting to you and what they're doing, you know, behind the scenes. So um, I, I have, I'm very grateful and I don't tell them enough, but I try to try to make sure I do now. I try to kind of like ju not just sort of coast through life going, yeah, okay. Cause you can get very in that place where you just deal with everything and you're pretty, pretty stoic actually. And mm. you just like, you, you know, things shell. happen. You do. And I think I have in a way. Do you think? I don't know. I, I think I have got quite a hard shell. No, I think you, your emotions are still quite close to the surface. I think, I mean, you're mm. tough, but I think you're, mm. you're still able to access your emotions. I don't think you've kind of made yourself, you know, so, no. so hard that people wouldn't feel they could get in. Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't mean that. I mean, I think I think people that don't know me and you would say this, that if you don't know me, you don't know my I, I I'm very much sort of girl's girl, very kind of up for a laugh all the time. And I think, though, there is a bit of a front sometimes to me because you've had I've had to put that up. I've had to put mm -hmm. that guard up and just get on and deal with it. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I was when I was at Sky Sports and doing Sky Sports News on a regular basis, going through all the pain of what I was going through as a single mum as well and the divorce and I was doing Strictly, I still had to sit and smile and have full on makeup and go, yes, and let's talk mm. about Newcastle United picture team um you know it's it's like you you get into that that place mm, where you're just you dealing, dealing i was worried about you when you did strictly actually because i was yeah. worried it was i told you i was i thought it was all so raw what, what you'd gone through with your separation and then divorce and um and going into that kind of bear pit yeah. of attention yeah, right. and um and i wanted you to really enjoy it but i knew also that yeah. it's you know it's so kind of it's something that you can't explain to people can no, you no. how much of the spotlight you feel like you're no. under in something like that and and you've had to juggle things that are really quite as you said that you said the word trauma very traumatic things that have happened but doing it in a public space which I think anybody listening to this who's also gone mm. through divorce and you know a traumatic into a relationship 
that hasn't had to deal with that extra layer will really feel a lot of empathy towards you because I think you know there was no choice really you had to keep working and doing what you do because yeah. you had two boys to bring up yeah and, and I think you're right I mean Strictly came at, at, sadly I mean I've been I'd been asked to do it I think a couple of years before probably should have done it then chose the wrong time but was sort of cajoled into it and thought oh well let's have a go and let's just mm. you know and it was it didn't do cool. you any harm obviously but I don't think you enjoyed it as much as you might have done I didn't I was a wreck I was skinny mm. as a rake I was running on empty running literally from dance rehearsal in the morning with lovely Brendan to Sky Sports News and then training at night and then doing you know the live show I mean you know it was more than exhausting emotionally physically uh, live television brilliant wonderful show I mean I, all I can say is I thank the camaraderie Brendan was amazing there was nothing negative about the show except me being in the wrong place at the wrong mm. wrong time I mean I just felt like it was like a cauldron of like ah emotion mm. kind of yeah, you were running on um, that kind of adrenaline that yes. that, uh, that will eventually just kind of cause your Catch immune system you. to just yeah, and it did, didn't it? Yeah, I had a break. I mm. had a, I had a breakdown, really, didn't I? I mean, I I just didn't I didn't cope very well after that. I think that I'd kept going for so long, and also you know it's very hard when you're when you're in the public eye, you're not going to tell everybody everything because I I want to protect my children and also protect my family. And also protect myself a little bit. You know what happened. You know what happens in my life, you know. Um, but for me, I had to protect all the time and to keep protecting while also working and bring up two children and putting a smiley face on is very difficult. And there are loads of people out there. And I hope this helps people, our chat, because I think there's a lot of people that really struggle in that in that way where you got all this going on, but you're still having to keep going and keep. But being being in the public eye is, is difficult because people, of course, then judge you because well, people fill really a vacuum. If they don't know what they happened, do. they make up things that they a think story. might have happened. Yeah, and right. and obviously, then you become also interesting in a different way because now people want do. to kind of go, oh, well, hang on a minute, she's single. Oh, what's mm. going on? You know, mm. so there's all that stuff that goes mm. on as well. We'll get mm. to all that stuff. Mm. But yeah. so, so when you reach that point um, where Physically, you just kept getting ill, didn't you? Your immune system was just kind of being depleted all the time. And and you felt like you weren't, it looked like you weren't getting enough sleep. You looked kind of, as you say, you were very skinny and you just, and you've always loved movement and exercise. So it wasn't, you know, kind of no. that you that you weren't looking after yourself in that way. What, what was the point where you thought, I've got to do something now that I've got to get myself back on track? I made some wrong decisions. Uh, my decision making, I don't need to say too much, was not brilliant. And I couldn't cope with everything. And I also, I actually collapsed on, on Sky Sports. Um, I, I, I didn't know what was going on and I just collapsed. And I had a virus. Um, I, I was also having, I think, a breakdown. But I've never really been told that. But I know I was because I know what was going on in my head, which was... Um, I wanted to run away, really. I was just in did pain. You? Yeah. How how much did you really think about that? I just, well, I, I also don't forget, I did that brilliant classic thing of coming out of a relationship and going, ah, party, have fun, just try and take your mind off things. But also... Running, you're running away from it. You're running away and you're trying to meet people. You're trying to, like, get into something else quickly to fill the void. You you know, you, you, you've been in a relationship. I'd been with 
Samo for how long? A long time. Two kids. They're my life. Suddenly you're like, I'm on my own. And he would have them 50% of the time. I would go home from work at night um, and be on my own with the dogs going, right, um, this is sad. Mm, don't like this. Don't know what to do with myself. And it was just awful. Very sad. Still not great on my own. Not great. I, I, there are times I'm great on my own. There are times I'm really not great on my own, as you know. Um, I because wish I you, because your mind kind of yeah, wanders a bit. Yeah, it goes mm. ahead of itself. And I, I start, I think when you're, I, I have started to do, try and do more um, of the kind of meditative stuff, relaxing more. I watch more TV. I read more books. Yes, that's great. But there are times when it doesn't work and you just snap back into, but I'm certainly, um, yeah, I mean, the, the person I look back at makes me very sad and it's luckily not the person I am, am now. And, um, but I think, I think just to answer your question, I was also trying to meet someone trying to, I was dating the wrong people. I was like, yeah, that'd be good. And get a DM. Yeah, sure. Drink. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, honest, I mean, we know, let's not even go there. And actually, you know, devaluing yourself in a way yeah, of course, because of course. you know because you just didn't you didn't rate yourself enough to go hang on a minute I'm just you know because because you because your self-esteem was crushed wasn't it and well, that's yeah, what happens and, at the end of a relationship yes it is I was I was on the floor and I I it's taken me a long time to build myself back up and also and it sounds really naff and really cheesy but the, the truth is that and you know you've got you've got to respect yourself you've got to love yourself before you should go anywhere near anyone else, to be quite frank with you, because you're always going to attract the wrong person, the wrong situation, um, and then you're back down to back down on the floor square again. Square one you? again, yeah. Back to square one. So, um, you know, I think in a way, I look back and go, I wish a lot of things didn't happen, and actually, in a way, I look back and go as well in the same breath I'm really glad all that happened because you learned a lot I've done it all now mm. <laughs> and <laughs> and I and it's done I learned a lot I can impart that to others not only myself and actually make the right choices going forward and actually you actually just become very strong like you said just not 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 like outwardly like hard shell but you just inside you go you can deal with it. I talk to myself a lot I talk to myself all the time I go you're right you're right you're right. I do. I talk to myself when I'm a bit like in a place. When you're on your own or? Yeah, when I'm on my own or in a, in a sort of situation, I go, you're right. It's all right. It's fine. You're right. Just a day where I wake up and things are sad or, you know, like we all do. Like we all do. I'm just trying to be kinder to myself. And I do do that. I do talk to myself. And so I, the, you know, the kind voice is overpowering the negative voice that might absolutely. have been there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I was horrible to myself. Yeah completely because I was sad I was I felt I didn't mean anything you know I'd um I think I think I definitely went through a sort of trauma well I know that um and I think I think you know it's taken a while to build up get back where I am but I'm I mean I'm getting there I think I'm, I'm pretty good now I think that's really really powerful of you to say because I think a lot of people 
look at the outside, don't they? And they see, you know, a picture of you looking fit and beautiful and doing amazing things. And, and this is the, you know, this is the kind of society we live in, isn't it? Where everything, you know, is kind of shiny and great. And actually, you know, you weren't saying, you weren't lying about your life, you know what I mean? But you just weren't mm. able to really tell the full story no. about your life. Um, and, you know, to a lot of people, well, hang on a minute, she's utterly beautiful she works on telly how can her life not be perfect and it doesn't matter does it all that stuff doesn't matter because as you say if you're being really cruel to yourself inside and your internal dialogue is not is not good and you're not treating yourself well none of that stuff matters Mm. no you're right spot on I think that uh it's it's a very complicated matter isn't it it's very complicated um there's a lot of also things going on outwardly but you're right I mean it's very hard when you are in the I mean I try to keep myself I mean I laugh I I, you know I laugh at all these articles where they're going oh she's seeing that person and she's and then they listen and it's like you don't know anything about me I'm pretty private and um that but it does affect me Mm. you know what people think and and all the rest of it but yeah I mean when you're in the public are you better eye, at dealing you, do you think that with that yeah, you... I, I don't look at it I don't read it you certainly don't read comments it's very sad you know that some people get it all wrong and get you wrong but what can we do we can't control what people think of us does it um, does it and, make you feel nervous though about I know you, you know you haven't really had a serious boyfriend for a while does it make you nervous that aspect of it about entering into something or do you feel like your heart is full and if you you know if you really met the right person you would be able to trust and not worry I would love to meet someone right now this is I feel like I'm ready to meet someone now I think I thought this 18 months ago when I last saw someone (laughs) and I wasn't in the right place at all and I look back at that situation and not only was he you know it just you know, great, but I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't ready. I think I am more ready now because I miss companionship. I miss, like, doing nice things. I would love someone to, like, just sweep me off my feet. You know, all of that. I haven't had that for a long time. I haven't really, I don't know. You know, you yearn for that as a person who's, I am an emotional person. I'm a very, hopefully, a very warm person. I'm a You're a romantic maternal, person, I you think, know. as well. I am romantic. I'm very romantic. And I just really would love that at this point. Um, and actually, I think I'm ready for it right now. I don't think I was ready, as I say, even a year ago. You, I think when you first split up um, from Paul, I think you probably thought that you would meet somebody and have more children one day. I, I wanted more children. Yeah. yeah. And do you think now, though, that's gone, that <laughs> ship sailed? Um, I'm, do you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit sad about that. Um, I am 47. Because though, obviously, it's not, not impossible, but you could have perimenopause. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, well, I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm all right. I mean, I'm. But my, I think it would be the wrong thing to do because um, I, 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 I don't know how that would affect my children. And you know, we've got you've got 13 year old, a 16 year old, and also for my own sanity possibly not sanity there's nothing more I listen I'm the broodiest you know what I'm like always like you I mean we're always oh children love babies everything you know and I look at my nieces and I'm like oh just love that and think oh god you know I love to just go back there again you know and yes you're right actually even 18 months ago I thought and I I did say it openly in an interview I said um I would love another baby but 
it's probably not the right thing now. Um, even though part of me thinks, well, don't rule it out because I don't, I, I wouldn't want that, and I wouldn't want anyone to hear me say that because it's not the right thing to people listening going, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't I? You know, of course we can. I mean, I, I know people that have had um, children at my age, but it does and, change. And I think it would change though your mindset in a way when you meet somebody at this age. Do you know what I mean? If you met somebody, I suppose if you met somebody a lot younger than yourself, you might feel like it's something you want well, exactly. to do. But I suppose you're probably more likely to meet somebody who's already had a family. I agree. You know, that's kind of the, the law of averages are <laughs> that you would... <laughs> that, um, yes, it is. The person, <laughs> the person might... And that's a nice situation to be in, isn't it? To feel that you're just meeting somebody because you just yeah. want to be with them. You're not thinking about all the other stuff that comes with that. I think that's what's changed is that I, I instead of thinking of babies and procreation with, with a, new, a new person... God, that sounds awful, doesn't it? Procreation. But I now feel it would be nice to have time with an adult doing adult things and having a bit of a breather, really, because life's so full on. And, you know, I've got Oscar doing exams this year, I've got Jude doing exams this week. You know, they're getting to the point where things are getting more serious at school and decision making and, you know, they're they're growing into a little... And it won't be long before they're finishing school i know you know it's only a few years and then you you know that and that and that again changes the dynamic of relationships a lot of people i talk to on this podcast are like kenny and i and they're looking into the next few months going empty nest you know you said that the other week to me you were like oh cursed you know in september what are we gonna do i'm like oh well yeah i mean it's it's something to get your head around isn't it but you're right you're right so that gives you so much you know more freedom in terms of relationships as well doesn't it i guess and that's kind of something you look at those positives Kirst. no you no, no look but at i think uh, you you are right what you're saying i've been thinking about in the last year i mean last year i i had a quiet year where i thought don't worry about men dating you know or anything like that i had a year, a year off worrying because i just felt like ah don't worry uh, the right thing will happen at the right time rather than like looking for it all the time and going oh mm. hit, oh oh yes come on in you come have you you've never told me this oh, um I, d- I haven't even thought to ask you this because i know that you get approached all the time by men but oh, I'm um sure about that. have you ever gone on any of the kind of you know um more exclusive dating apps have you ever been on any of those oh she's taken a gulp of coffee <laughs> big gulp um i'm on one at the moment but I, only because I can't get off it because I'm technically an ex. <laughs> Seriously, I'm trying to cancel it at the moment. I mean, I'm on one. Any, any Anybody interesting out there? I don't even know how to work it. I seriously, I can't even work it. I'm like, I don't really understand what to do here. No, um, it's quite complicated. Has somebody else, has somebody else guided you, or one of your single friends guided you on <laughs> no, to No, someone that. got me on it and I can't now get off it. Um I am on that, but I can't, I can't, I can't navigate. Have you not own. been on any dates from it then? No. I haven't even oh. chatted to anyone. I really no, no, no. I, I so you I prefer sh- to meet somebody in the flesh? Is that your? Well, I'm always relying scenario? on my friends. I know, my friends, you can't come on. Be, the responsibility of setting you up with someone. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be doing that. You um, really can't that be with that. <laughs> Kenny's like, no way. Uh, no, I mean, there's just no chance. Um, no, I, I don't. I never know if the dating app thing is is. For me, it feels Works very. For some. I know. Do you think I should try it properly? Like get back into yes. it? Yes. Okay. Well, look, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but somebody I know, and you've <laughs> met this person, she had this philosophy that she'd do breakfast, lunch, dinner at the weekends, three, two days. Now, you can't do that because you haven't got the time, right? No, but she right. would do a breakfast date, a lunch date, oh. and a dinner date. So she'd effectively set six dates up for the weekend. If breakfast was good, she'd cancel lunch and dinner and then just take it on. This is great. And 
to her, philosophy was a numbers game. She's been married for God knows how many years now, like 14 years to somebody she met on a lunch date and they have a child. So it does work for some people, doesn't it? I think you've got to put... I think you've got to put the energy in. Do you know what I mean? You've yes, got to like, yes, you, yes. I think it's something you've got to be committed to, um, that that scene. And I know probably the romantic in you would rather just kind of wander <sighs> yeah. into, uh, you know, a restaurant and somebody just catch your eye and this instant frisson of, of yeah. you know, a romantic lust overtaking yeah. you. And, well, then, I, and then it's a relationship. I think also I, I was slightly um, put off by it because a couple of years ago when I did get divorced, there was a big article in the newspaper you, you might have seen it, you might not. And it was someone had put a fake account and profile of me up on Bumble. And it was a big story. And I was at Sky Sports oh. and it was just in all the papers. And it was, you know, like being talked about. And it was like, no. And I'm like, it's not me. It's not. So I was so burnt from that. I was like, oh, no, I, I, I can't. I can't do all that. And that was Bumble, mm. which I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know one app from another. Uh, I'm not on Bumble. I'm just telling you. Um, but I just kind of thought, oh, I'm not sure really about this. But you know yeah. what? Listen, I am not against the dating app. I'm just a bit frightened of it. I'm just frightened of it, I think. Mm. I, I do like the, the romanticism of meeting someone in, a, in an unforced kind of... Environment. Environment, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This feels like a good time to bring Annabelle in. Oh, Annabelle, um, And we can do. talk about all sorts of other stuff after we've had a chat with Annabelle. Annabelle Knight, um, relationship expert extraordinaire. You'll have seen Annabelle on TV and books that she writes, columns. And um, hello, Annabelle. Thank you for coming on The Midpoint today. Hello, Annabelle. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you've been listening into Kirsty oh, there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you've been I disseminating. I been... Um, taking notes like the little... Oh, I thought you were going to say that. No, How can <laughs> How concerned. Oh, go on then. Give us your prognosis, your relationship prognosis. Do you know what? It's actually really lovely and very um, exciting to hear someone who is... Because quite often people will get in touch with me who are not at the stage that Kirsty's at. They are kind of gently trying to dip their toe into the dating world and they're really unsure. Whereas Kirsty has this bounds of energy and tons of positivity and is really saying you know I've, I've done my morning period I am now ready to meet someone and that's so exciting yeah yeah I think you're right I mean I don't want to sound too gung-ho I mean uh, I feel like I've just been yeah whatever um oh do you know life is for enjoying and I've been you know like you said I've been doing all the mourning and the sadness for so long that and I'm not now and I haven't been for a while but what I'm saying is I, I just think it's like just have a go you know what 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 have I got to lose you know the kids are older I've got more time I, I would love to be I just love that excitement you've you've dealt with um you know the breakdown of relationship the divorce and getting your life back on track emotionally afterwards 
everything else is small fry. Any reservation anyone in your situation who might be listening may feel is that you've actually done the hard work. It just doesn't feel like it because we are very resilient and we also tend to have this um, apprehension or reservation about getting into something new because we want we do want to protect ourselves and save, save our hearts. But the actual fact is the dating process, you may go on three dates, 30 dates, or 300 dates, you're, and you're, but you're never going to feel that hurt again. You've, you've been there and you've done that and you've got through it. That's so right. if anything, that's a really empowering feeling to have because you know that even in the worst case scenario, you've, you've done it, you dealt with it and you survived and you came out all the stronger for it. Yeah. And Annabelle, the other thing I think is important, Kirsty, is that because of all that that Annabelle talks about, the energy that you're giving off is very different to the person that you were two years. So the yeah. kinds of energy you're going to attract back um, from people, I imagine, is, is going to be Annabelle more suited to where she is right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. If you get into or try to get into another relationship before you are ready, you will in some capacity choose people that are not totally compatible it's a, an extension of preserving yourself and of self-protection so you might choose people with a connection type that isn't the same as yours so you might choose people with an avoidant personality mm-hmm. because then you know it's not it's not your fault and you've you've tried but you are getting in your own way subliminally you may not acknowledge that that's happening but for a lot of people who try to run before they can walk when it comes to getting into a relationship they choose potential partners that they know deep down are, aren't quite right and they're sort of trying before they're buying mm. um but you don't seem to have done that you seem to have you know um done it in a really measured and healthy way because one of the things people don't don't tend to appreciate is just how long it takes to emotionally heal from the breakdown of a relationship it takes on average 11 weeks just to start to feel any mm. shred of hope after the breakdown of a relationship and people don't give themselves enough time because we're we do live in quite a disposable quick fast food society and that kind of transcends into our relationships as well and after the breakdown of a marriage most people will cite about 18 months to two years to actually feel emotionally ready and look forward to meeting someone else again. But Annabelle, why do we then, and, and I look back and go, well, mind you, listen, whatever. I mean, I, I know, I kind of know the answer to this, but I guess for people out there, it would be nice uh, to help them along this journey as well. Because when I look back, I did, and Gabby knows without me saying names, um, I, I did invest a lot of time in, in one specific relationship who I completely and utterly like, ah, you know, um, sort of almost, I, it wasn't in love, I'm not sure, but I was just a bit obsessive with and about mm. because I guess you're trying to fill a void, but you're also trying to make people want to, you want to be loved again, don't you? You, you want to be, is that right? It's so the wrong thing to do, though, is what I'm saying. Looking back, I wish I'd just not done that. Definitely. I, our desire for that love and for that for that acceptance can actually cloud our vision. So if we and it's a, a very tricky stage of the healing process to go through, because that tends to be the part where you make um, either either unhealthy or, or bad decisions because right. you're letting the desire for a partner and the desire to, to feel cherished and, and protected and loved. You're letting that desire override any kind of 
it's your heart ruling your head is probably um, the the best way of looking at it. But if you just give it a little more time and a little more distance, um, you you can see the wood for the trees when it comes to individuals and whether they are right for you. Well, unfortunately for me, this is what I'm trying to say say in a, in, in a roundabout way is it hurt me so deeply that I then I, I it kind of almost. Well, it destroyed me again, actually. I think I went through, you know, you, you come out of the, back into sort of, you, yeah, you come out of one thing and you're like, oh, okay, and then I, I'm going to try this. And then you get so, in, you're so invested again because you're trying to fill that void that it hurt me again. And I was just like, then it was like double the mountain to climb is what I'm saying. And I would say to anyone, and I hope you don't mind me doing this, but anybody coming out of a difficult, traumatic um relationship experience whatever do not do what I did (laughs) do be gentle with yourself be don't invest everything into somebody who basically yeah protect your heart really I didn't do that I I I fully thought you know I I just need validation I need love I need all of this and it was so the wrong thing to do because that's also a lot to put on the other person as well isn't it of course it's not uh, fair and it wasn't fair Mm. And that person might not have been ready to do all of that. Um, We have asked the Midpoint listeners uh, with all our experts who come on, Annabelle, for, you know, questions. And I thought this one was a really good one for for you for today, as well as obviously discussing uh, Kirsty's dating scene. I'm not sure what you think about her app relationship, but we can discuss that further as well. Um, This is from Lucy and she says, I'm dating again at 48 and it is weird. I have the body of a 48 year old. And I am trying. Well, I'm glad she's got a body of 48 because she's 48. So that's good. Yes. (laughs) I've been single for a long time. I last dated in 2006. So Lucy is really, you know, had she's had a long time away from this. And she I think she just wants some confidence back. I'm reading into her short message that she sent Annabelle. So where would you start with somebody like that? Well, firstly, um, acknowledging that the dating scene has changed an awful lot in those years um, and, and maintaining your expectations and make sure, making sure that um, what you expect is kind of in line with the reality of the dating world. Um, I know a lot of people, especially kind of, um, in middle age, really, really want to meet someone organically. But unfortunately, that's kind of not the way the dating landscape lies at the moment. It is about online. It's about apps and um, dating sites. So to to try and meet someone organically, by all means, go out and meet people and talk to them, because that is obviously kind of a better way to meet someone. You can read their body language. Well, 50% of everything we say is done without words. So when you take it online, you're removing a huge amount of the way you can communicate and the way you can read someone. But it is the way of the world at the moment. That's not to say it will never go back to a more organic setup, but it is largely dating an online app. So firstly, get yourself on an app that is suitable for you. I would always say, do your homework. Different apps offer different types of relationships. And you don't want, if you're looking for the one, um, you don't want to be on an app that only offers you the one, one for night. one night. <laughs> so exactly. So make sure that the site or the app that you're using kind of suits your needs. And while we're on the subject of needs, I always find it really helpful. I'm a big organizational fan. I like a list. And I find this helps to sort the wood from the trees. If you are getting back into dating, make yourself a list of your kind of 
top characteristics, personality traits, things that you would really like to see in in your other half, just so you can get a bit of a clear idea of what mm. it is you're looking for. Um, and that's you know, such a good idea. I mean, it's, it sounds obvious, but actually, it's perhaps you lose I your think kind we are, of way. We have a these bit. very um, fuzzy ideas of what mm. we want our partner to be, and just to crystallise it, just for you need never show anyone this list. You can chuck it on the fire when you've written it, but to just get it down on paper. Um, really just helped send me it later Kirst (laughs) (laughs) that's a great idea Annabelle though because also not only is it good for you uh, to do that as in us and and you know us to be clear about what we want but also I do believe in the kind of laws of attraction and manifesting something I do I, I do absolutely and like we said this earlier um you know if you're not in the right place then you're not gonna write attract the right person if you're thinking in a bad space you're gonna find the wrong person so I do think that's all quite important isn't it definitely I would say so Annabelle yeah if you're completely and also it's focusing your mind isn't it yes I think dating is um dating nowadays is definitely um a little bit more of a job it's it is people have described it to me as hard work it does take effort it does take (laughs) some organizational skills and it does take a lot of resilience as well so if you can get things down on paper like I said even if you never look at that list again it just helps you to focus and to picture clearly the type of person uh, you want to be with so then you have something in um, kind of the mental framework we call this a schema so you have created this mental framework for who it is you you want to attract and who you want to be with so that if you are you know having a scroll and you see someone and you're a bit on the fence you can either go back to that new mental framework and say well actually this person regardless of them ticking I don't know half of my boxes actually doesn't tick the other half so I'm going to say no to that and let yourself be picky because you know your standards don't don't lower them for anyone. There is someone out there for you, and it, it, when we lower our standards and when we make too many compromises so early on in the process, that's when we can fall foul of um, you know bad dates and mm. ill matched couples. And then you're going to put on. yourself off, aren't you? If you keep going on dates with people that you've allowed yourself to kind of go down to the forty percent, thirty percent, you're just going to become mm. well. You're going to have no energy for it because you're going to feel well. This isn't working oh. out. So you keep your standards it's high. Definitely quality over quantity we can all swipe right on uh, you know as many people a hundred percent of people but whether those people are right for us that's a different question so definitely allow yourself to be choosy and and at the end of the day you're this this date this person it's not just you wanting them it's them wanting you as well so it's it's got to be right from the word go my my worry and a lot of our worries when we go on the app thing, and I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking for Lucy as well, and I have all these scenarios going in my head, like for reasons not to go on an app. I, I just worry about, because I am quite impatient as a person. I'm, I'm thinking about things like, and like you said, Gabby, I haven't got that much time to like waste <laughs> on stuff. So, but do you know what I mean? Like say, say you get, you, you do get all set up for a date with someone and they really aren't what you... Oh, the thought of getting there and sitting and then going, oh, God, I don't want to be here. It's just a horrible feeling. But this is a common thing. Yeah, it is. Um, have phone calls with people before. We are too ready ah, to exchange a few are. messages and then meet for a date. If time is precious to you, you know, make sure you manage it. You don't have to go and meet someone straight away. For example, my husband and I, we met through friends. Well, we didn't even meet through friends. We were 
online introduced through friends. Oh. And I didn't go on a date with him for four weeks after we first started talking because we would just have phone dates. And I would, it was so glamorous. I was cleaning out <laughs> kitchen cupboards, doing like a little bit of with housework. With your AirPods in, just chatting did, away. I love that. <laughs> even filed my tax returns while uh, we had a phone date one, one time. <laughs> I love that. It gave me enough um, time with him, who he is as a person, to get to know him. And it also allows you to see beyond your, you know, we can meet someone in person and in, immediately go, oh, actually, I don't think they're that fit. Am I that attracted to them? And then we so focus on that, that rather than who they are. So if you do speak on the phone, at least you can get some kind of um, like uh, intellectual and emotional connection before mm. you pursue the physical. And I think as well, we get we older, are. that becomes more and more important. We have to be able to tolerate the person we're with or enjoy the mickey out of um my kids generation because they do this thing talking so you say you're going out with them no I'm talking to them yeah (laughs) and so for a month before my daughter officially said she was going out with her boyfriend they were talking and they were just doing like conversations in the evening whether it was on you know different Mm -hmm. different apps but actually that's probably quite a sensible way, way to, to kind it. of dis- before you decide that you are going out. So maybe there is something in that. But our generation is just not kind of can't get the head around it quite. So we're going to have to do that for you, Kirsty. Yeah, to I get think your head that's around. the way forward, Annabelle. Thank you very much. Good luck to Lucy. Thank you You're so welcome. much, Annabelle. Yeah, good luck to Lucy. Lucy, keep us posted <sighs> if you do. get out there and get dating. Annabelle, as always, amazing advice. I feel like Kirsty's got a lot of homework there. I'm on. I'm getting on that now. <laughs> get your notepad out. <laughs> Annabelle, I'm on. You're Don't worry. Spreadsheet at the ready. I, I, I'm straight after this. I'm going back on that app and I'm going to try and kickstart it. I don't know where it is, how I can find it, but I'll find it. Don't worry. Annabelle, I'll let Brilliant. you know. Brilliant. I expect an I invite know. to the wedding. Oh. Thank you, Annabelle. Thank Get you. yourself a hat. That's the least to Bye, say. Guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Um, oh, I didn't expect you to have quite such a list to do there, Kirst, but I'm glad Annabelle came on this episode. It feels oh, very serendipitous. That's wonderful. I think, I think she's yeah. spot on. I mean, I think the clear thing is, is I need to get on an app. Yeah, I think you need and, and have a strategy. You need to well, have a strategy. Yeah, but you're right. And it is the talking and, and talk mm. and talk because I do worry about that situation. You are good at talking, you, though. Well, am I? <laughs> you're not bad as well. Yeah. I think, I think that part of it will be absolutely fine to you um, and you've and you've got a lot of energy and everybody um, knows if they follow you at all on social media or they've followed your career they know that you're you're a lover of exercise and fitness and you've always been um, a real kind of proponent of that and that's been something mm. I think that's been one of your um, go-to kind of things in the last few years I think you, it's kind of saved you at times hasn't it? It's it? saved me it's helped me um, and it's yeah, I think it saved me actually. Is is I know it sounds very sort of dramatic, but I think it's right. I think I think, uh, and it's not about looking a certain way. Um, it's not like oh well now I look better, and it's not like a sort of narcissistic thing. That it, it's about the it is a chemical thing. It is about sort of um feeling better in myself. We know that uh, exercise is very important um, to us and our mental state. So actually, I think, and, I, and I, actually, that that's a big thing I would say to anyone listening that is sort of struggling and thinking, I really don't feel great, whatever, and I'm, I feel like I'm in a rut and you're not feeling great about yourself. And maybe you've been through a similar thing. I, I would say that even if you start on, just start with any kind of form of exercise or anything that's going to get you moving, I promise you, you will not 
it will not be the, the wrong thing because um, getting back into exercise, building myself back up after kind of strictly, which kind of I, I felt I, I was a shell of myself really in, in, in every way. Um, it's been amazing. And to, to, to kind of build myself up in that way has been fantastic and really a saviour. So, yeah, I'd highly recommend that. And I think you're absolutely right. And it is a confidence booster as well, isn't it? When uh, when you you know you feel better about yourself, well, yeah. then you you do feel like you get more confidence from it. But I think you get more confidence from the fitness itself, actually, knowing that you're kind of fit and healthy. In fact, Zoe Lyons was on Midpoint talking about yes. getting into weights, and she said she just felt strong, and I, that is a lovely feeling to feel strong because it actually is both mental and physical, isn't it? That's true. She was brilliant. I loved her her thing about the core, her core. It's like, what is a core? Oh, I know what a core is. <laughs> um, very funny. That that was very very funny. Um, she's brilliant but yeah no I agree I mean it's great to feel strong I think that you when you feel strong as I do I'm, that's why I love weight training I mean I'm really enjoying that part of my my fitness because and you're it makes, running of course oh well of course I'm doing the marathon I'll see I'll see you at, see you at the start see you at the marathon starting line um I yeah I mean the marathon is is a sideline which is a lovely thing to do and I just thought listen I won't be doing it again I'm 47 I've done it once before <laughs> It was pretty painful, but I'll do it again better. Um, I'll and be enjoy better. It more. And enjoy it more. Yeah. Just like, you know, experience, you know, I think have my eyes more open looking at this amazing thing I'm doing and what everyone's doing. Give your charity um, a plug. Uh, yeah. Royal Marsden, the great Royal Marsden, the hospitals, you know, the work they do for cancer patients. I, I know people who've... Um, a lot of people that have been treated there, as we all do, I'm sure, know people who you know, have spent time there or still are spending time there. Um, we we sadly lost a family friend at Christmas and um, she's in my, she's with me on the day and um, I, I'm going to be doing my best for, for her and everybody else. Um, and I just think it's really important if I can do that. It's, you know, even if I walk for most of it, it doesn't matter. I won't. I will run. You but, will. Yeah, Royal Marsden are amazing. I was very lucky when Kirsty did the marathon before because I work on the marathon. I get to kind of, I'm privy to these computers where you, they track all the runners and you can see where they are. And the guys that were in the truck, I kept saying to them, um, whatever your number was, five, six, seven, eight, three. Can you tell me where she is? And they'd say, yeah, she's at here. She's at Birdcake. Well, she's at, um, she's at the Cutty Sark, whatever. And then they went, she stopped. She's lying oh, on the she's, pavement. She's, and it turned out she was lying on the pavement having a treatment. They kept saying to me, she's not oh. moving. And I was going, oh, no, what's happened to oh, her? No. She's not going anywhere. She's just, are you sure? Could it have fallen off? Could a tag not be there? Could it, is a tag on the, anyway, next time, that's not going to happen. That's you're not, not happening. You, I had a knee, down. no, I had a knee problem. Knee issue. I? And yeah. it was 25 minutes lying in Bermondsey. Lovely. Um, <laughs> as in like, it was raining. It was, it was not good on, you know, on my back and the woman, and, and then this lovely girl went, you can't run again, Kirsty. I went, I've got another 16 miles to do whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, oh God, and I was like, early? well, you know, not great. I yeah. did the half so quickly. I, I, I just probably ruined my, myself. But anyway, no, it sadly was not quite the marathon I wanted, but I still finished in a reasonable time, but my time could have been, here's my competitive edge coming through. Um, I will, I will do well. Do you know what the main thing is? I get round, I raise lots of money for the Royal Marsden and I make, um, them proud and, Everybody and listen, who's, who know. knows who you might meet on the oh, way. Oh, I see where you're going. Ah, yeah. <laughs> this it could be the because I would, you know, I would love that as Aww. as you know, to, to to have like dinner with you 
and someone and Kenny. Then wouldn't that be lovely to, for you to have like a bow that we, you know, we go after out all these years. After, After all these years, years. I mean, we did have a funny new, a new Year's resolution that I might find someone this year that actually, you know. I think that's been the resolution for the last few years. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, um, Kenny, Kenny is but funny. That, well, I'm, First question from Kenny is always, Kirst, what's going on? I know exactly what he means. Go on, get him on. <laughs> ah. I think we will. I think we might have to do a little Aww. special episode with Kenny on. Um, Kirsty, thank you so much for being so um, open because I think what you've said there about the end of a relationship and how you build yourself back up is really, really valuable to people who are going through the same thing, whether you know it's something that's happened recently to them or it's trauma that's still buried because as we both know, and you know, your lovely brother-in-law, Russell, talks a lot about that, doesn't he? Releasing mm. trauma. And I'm sure he's been a font of knowledge for he's you. Wonderful. You can't... Yeah, you can't keep that stuff inside. It has to come yeah. out at some point. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and um, I think it's hard sometimes for me because people don't know because I won't talk about everything. Sadly, I just can't do that. Um, and also, we have to have some some private. Yeah, the privacy. Bit that's yours, uh, mine, and you know, for whatever reason that might might be. But what I would love to impart, you know, my 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 sort of less what I'd like to educate people listening today really is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is happiness. There is you will be okay. And do you know what Russell used to say to me? Russell used to go, Cursed, everything's gonna be all right. And right back a few years ago, I used to look at him thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. It ain't all right. I don't know what you're talking about because I can't see there ever being a lighting. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, now, totally. now I'm at that place where when I hear Russell say it to other people or I listen to Russell, he's right. Everything is going to be all right. But you do have to go through it. You do have to go through the pain. And actually, that's life. And that's that's what we, we have to battle with. And it, it it's all for the good, hopefully, in the end. As Betty Ford said, it's going to be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. It's not the end. Exactly. So there you and go. there we are. Fabulous. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, I can tell you it's a little bit strange interviewing somebody you know so well, although there were things that Kirsty revealed today that I didn't know, and I'm so grateful that she was so open about how her divorce impacted her and how it led her to a physical and emotional breakdown. Very brave of her to speak so openly about that and to admit, like so many of us, that she's still learning how to be kind to herself. I also think it's amazing that she's tackling the London Marathon. Again, hopefully she won't need any pavement treatment this time. The link to sponsor Kirsty is in this episode's description, so take a look. And big thanks also to our lovely relationship expert and author Annabelle Knight for her very sage tips on dating in midlife. So many brilliant takeaways from her. Join us again on Friday where we have a bonus episode Kenny's back. So Kirsty and I will be chatting together with him about our special friendship. Please share the podcast with anyone you feel might enjoy it. We're always looking to welcome more midpointers into the family. And everyone loves a podcast recommendation, don't they? Thank you to Spiritland Productions for producing the midpoint and to you as well, because without you, there would be no podcast. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.